if I my productivity is no longer valued to society, and I. Yeah, it turns out that art and the things that we thought would come last is actually just the biggest data set we have. At some point, we won't need to feed the machine anymore. How long until AI CGP gray? How do you know it's not already? Philosophers. Philosophers. So, David, I watched an interesting video this week. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. It It was from a channel on YouTube. Uh, his name is Z Bashu. Z-E-E-B-A-S-H-E-W. Like cashew with a B. Uh, and I got turned on to his content originally because he made, like, animated sketches about D&D-related stuff. And they were short, and they were... Ex- they explained like a mechanic in the game or something like that. And mm-hmm. I thought this was a, this is a great resource. It's entertaining um, uh, and short. So I can send it to people who I'm going to play D and D with and be like, Hey, just so you know, this is how this mechanic works. And they actually want to use it instead of me sending them a quote from the player's handbook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately he did a video about AI generated art or mm-hmm. generative AI in general. And in that, he laments sort of i suppose that we're like at the end of an era and we are living in and amongst the generation of the last of the working artists yeah um because of these technologies and he laments some of his issues with them namely well i i think part of it is that he and i get it i think anybody when they a part of it is that he he's afraid of like they're not being people that does what he does now anymore mm-hmm. or that his field of skill 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 <laughs> skill is going to become irrelevant and i think most people would lament that fact i mean sure yeah it's 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 difficult to <laughs> wrestle with the reality that you are literally like okay not you personally but the thing that you have dedicated your life to mastering is now worthless right in the eyes of society well, it's not that it's worthless. It's that it's not worth it for you to do anymore. For Well, for people to do anymore. Right. To pay other people to do, yeah. Like, it's still necessary. Like, like you and I even, for example, you know, we deal with, like, computers and code and stuff. Sure. Right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I remember seeing a GitHub Copilot demonstration and was like, well, that's awkward. Um, and it it makes you feel like, why would someone ask me to do it and pay me to do it when they could get this thing to do it instead? And it's a machine. It doesn't ask because for... they're still going to have to hire you to be able to debug the uh, terrible code that GitHub Copilot came up now, with. Now, now you're <laughs> right, but still, the but the, that's the point though. Now, so I guess that's the other part of it is now, but my job has changed. Yeah, I'm not making things anymore. I'm not writing code to help build products and services. I'm debugging someone else's code. Well, something else's code actually and not only that not just to make it work but so that i can feed that same engine and make it get better mm-hmm. that's the other point of it is how can i improve the machine and so it, i either don't do my job and i'm not paid or i do my job only to make sure that every line that i write is one line closer to the last line i'm going to ever write because it's going into improving this thing mm-hmm. right um and so it is a bit of a it's scary. It is. I think most people kind of get hit with a wave of fear with that because they, we're anybody who's productive anyway, 
not everybody is it's kind of raised on the mentality that oh you need to be productive to be of value to society Mm -hmm. and so if i my productivity is no longer value to society am i you know right and what am i going to do we got people attach their identities to their work you know it's easy to do that's true and and our value yeah and to be fair the fact that we get paid to do these work and we talked about how evidence of its value yeah it's evidence of it yeah and not only that but just because you are no longer needed to do that work doesn't mean that you do not you no longer need to do anything you you will still want to do things regardless mm-hmm. um and that will always be and especially true. in the case of artists which is where we started yeah um yeah. most of them the, don't the get people who for create money. yeah the people <laughs> but, who create art today a lot of them don't do it for money and will continue to do it not for money um you know, I think, you know, there's definitely a lot of artists who are doing it in the hopes that maybe one day they'll get money. But I think even those people will continue. They just won't have any hope of, you know, making it big or whatever. Right. And I would argue that for artists in particular, a lot of them do it for recognition, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And it, if you know that someone's an artist because they told you they're doing it to be recognized, I hate to say that, but like, it's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all do things that we want to be appreciated for right sure um but if you're an artist and you show your work to others it's not because i'm sorry to say but i don't think it's because you liked it so much that you thought other people would derive the same joy from it necessarily look at this thing i did yeah Yeah, be proud of me like you know tell me it's good or tell me if it's not i want to do good you know and i want to produce yeah i want the genuine okay as somebody who occasionally produces art i mean yes that that is literally like i i yeah i don't i don't necessarily want just blind praise even from people that i know um i want genuine appreciation for the stuff that i do um and you know i I try not to be you know pushy about oh look at the latest thing that i did although i am bad about that (laughs) um (laughs) it's okay um but it's you know it's like i did a thing i think someone should know about it you know Mm-hmm. I will tell the people that I think would enjoy seeing whatever I did. Right. And like to take this to the nth degree, the performing artist is the worst. Mm-hmm. They, they need no performing artist would be happy if they were paid the same amount of money as any other famous performing artist to go and perform in an empty Coliseum, empty theater. No, no, they would hate it. They would much rather do it for free in front of a, applauding audience Mm -hmm. okay well yeah everyone likes to be appreciated and praised everyone likes that but i think that there are certain people who borderline need it like it it is so much more important to their sense of self i would think as a non one of these people but i get it um i and i've had known people in my life who really wanted to be performing artists that that is the thing they will play those shows for free because they just want people to appreciate. They want people to hear them and be appreciated. That's mm-hmm. what they want. Um, same thing kind of with us, I guess, on this podcast. We're not making this necessarily just because it's fun. We could have conversations without microphones in front of us. But we kind of hope, I think, to some degree, that someone will hear it someday and appreciate it. Right. It's a nice thought to have. I, I Yes, there's a lot of extra work that's put into this that we wouldn't have to put into it if we were doing what <laughs> we did before. Right. Which is just get food somewhere and talk. Yeah. About the same stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So 
I did show you the video before we started this. Yes. Okay. So full disclosure, I guess we're going a little meta on this today, but yes, we have both seen the video now. Yes. Um, and he listed some specific issues and ways that he would like them to be addressed. And we can get into that at some point. Cause I think it's going to be a broader conversation when it comes to the artists versus the auto-generative AI. But like, what is your thought on that in general? Like the fact that these things exist. Um, I am not terribly bothered by it. I, I also, okay. I, I don't think that for, for the reasons already mentioned, kinda, I don't think that generative AI that creates art is going to replace human artists entirely. Like not replace their existence. I mean, um, for, you know, first of all, people just like doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Musicians like composing and performing music. Um, and they don't care. They're, I don't think they're going to care if a computer can do it better. Well, like, okay, for instance, me, although I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not, I don't regularly produce music, but I do play a few instruments. And I already know that a computer can outplay me at every instrument that I play. And I still do it anyway, um, because I enjoy doing it. So, and, and, and that, that's before we're even talking about composing, right? Which is the, the AI component, right? An AI mm-hmm. could compose a better song than I ever could, right? Or at least one day would be able to. Sure. But probably could now anyway. Um, but even, but computers have been able to outperform me for decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have perfect timing, right? Yeah. The, on, the only, the only place where technology had to keep up was getting the samples to sound good enough where it's convincing that it, you know, it, it actually sounds like a human did play it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what took more time, but computers have already been better, and and that that hasn't really hindered any of the the creativity in that in that space. Um, I think that the, the thing that's going away, as he said, is working artists, right? Yeah, artists who are doing it for the money, because these days, well, okay, there might be some exceptions in places like music, right? Because people, will, I think, I think people will continue to appreciate that a human did something. Um, maybe. I think, well, like there's already appreciation today for like handmade goods, even though a machine could make something that is functionally the same and maybe even better, but they like it because it's handmade, things like that. I think that those will continue to be niche things that people appreciate. Um, Like novelties. Right. Um, But like when a business wants a new like logo or when they need a backdrop for a pamphlet that they're making or something like that, like they're just going to have a machine generate that for them. Um, they're not going to hire a graphic designer or an artist to come up with that for them or a photographer to take the shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they don't need to, it'll be cheaper and faster to have a machine do it. So that's, what's going away. And I guess that is lame for people who wanted to turn art into their livelihoods, but oh, well, um, well, I think that, but also like a lot of people who do that kind of art also hate doing that kind of business. That's, that's true. But even then, when you look at the kind of work they do want to do, like they'll get on YouTube or whatever and play their songs or they'll or whatever, make their animations like this guy. But that and that's where the majority of the working artist time spent is now is content generation. Mm -hmm. But that's also going away. Like you and I, I think before had talked about how easy we could probably string together a couple of different automated processes to just generate a bunch of content that would be consumed Mm -hmm. um sure you know i'm gonna have an ai write a song an ai perform it an ai or i don't need an ai to perform it but like 
machine perform it. I need an AI to write a script and a text-to-speech that's actually convincing, which is kind of built on a neural network that can read it. And then while I'm at it, I might as well have it every now and again also generate a slideshow of images to play behind it or even an animated video to go with it. And I just... and. Right now, me as the person would just be stringing those things together, but honestly, that could also be automated, and I could be uploading non-stop hours of content in minutes, which is the right. crazy part. I can produce content faster than it can be consumed as an individual, mm -hmm. and then multiply that times everyone else who, like me who has the idea. You know, there will be a flood of just AI-generated content that will drown out and make the novelty of someone who does that by hand exactly that a novelty you know in the same way that yeah you could go find a person a cobbler to make you a pan made pair of shoes but it's going to be lost in the sea of adidas that's cranked out of a factory mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think it's I think it's going to be somewhat similar to that yeah so it's in, in a weird way it's like you know and i feel like that's what people hold sacred is is the, their their content space it's like oh you're here because of me not because of what I made, but how true is that? You know, mm. I don't know. Cause like, I definitely watch some content, not because I don't think I've ever started watching any person's content because of who they were. It's all about what no. they made first. Yeah. It's, it's all about what they made first. Yeah. And maybe you stick around because of who they are. Um, You'll suffer through the things that they made that you don't like to get back to the things that you know, they are capable of making because they are mm -hmm. who they are. Right. But if I'm never going in from the get go because of that. I just realized we have a crisis on our hands. What's that? How long until AI CGP gray? How do you know it's not already? Right. Because think about it, that would be an incredibly easy channel to do. That's why he hides his identity. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. He's been up. Why do you think his logo is that? He's been a machine the whole time. <laughs> there was never a CGP gray. Always has been. <laughs> Yeah, CGP gray, computer generated gray. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or computer generated persona. Persona gray. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just as good and we love it. Because I mean, and that 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 will happen someday. That there will be a time when you or I or you dear listener will be watching a YouTube channel, listening to a podcast reading something and be like i really like this person's stuff and then you find out they're not a person right and it's going to be kind of a crisis moment because you weren't able to tell the difference and that's terrifying to you yes it passed the turing test yes it passed the turing test and sure i think like he's he even pointed out in his video that the real world there will always be arts in the real world and like I think we're still quite a far ways off from I want to go see my favorite artist that you found out was a machine later, but they have a holographic persona that they project onto a stage to play their pre-recorded music for you. That that's going to happen if it has. It already has happened. You know, I remember a couple of years ago they made a big deal about oh look, there's a Tupac hologram who performed one of his songs, and people had a very weird feeling about that. Um, but that's going to come about mm -hmm. and. For those who want to go have a live experience in a place, you don't actually need the artist to do that. Raves are a good example of that. There was a guy up there manning the iPod, but you're not there for him, you know? You're there to get wasted and be around other people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I 
I agree with you. The novelty will always exist, but in the same way that you can't go to Walmart and buy the novelty, you have to go to a trade show on the weekend Mm -hmm. that's being held in an obscure small town. That's got a bunch of craftsmen that are all down the street, but I don't think the world can become that. If everyone, the world can't become that. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that, Oh, everyone's going to be an artist one day. It's like, well, no, um, some people the, don't the care whole, about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some some people don't care about that. Um. But all well, and and also not everyone wants to be an artist. But even if everyone did, like, okay, my my classic example is is musicians because it's easier to visualize. Um. What is a concert? There's one band, a small group of musicians up on stage, and many times that many people in an audience cheering for them. That that is a microcosm of all of music appreciation yeah um not everybody is a musician not everyone can draw crowds right Mm -hmm. um it won't work right um so one thing he also talked about because and this is i think is another complaint that artists have about this And, and to be fair a lot of people have complaints about this in general is that these generative ais aren't they no one coded up a, a machine that could do this they trained a machine to do this right and they had to train it on real art existing art yeah right that's the thing because just like people <laughs> just like generative <laughs> yeah just like a real artist a human artist uh it needs something to serve as a baseline right humans are inspired by their environment and other art that they have experienced already i.e also a part of their environment <laughs> right but i mean yeah yeah um and his one of his big lamentations is that the artists who make the art to feed that system do not benefit from this Mm -hmm. and he would like to see it such that and, and i think and this is why i think he had a really good take on it is that the artists whose art is used to generate a new piece of art should receive some form of token compensation for that art Mm -hmm. right now this is a smarter idea than just oh all the artists together get to make a bunch of art and then that's what's used because hear me out if the the way that collection would work is that whatever generative ai company is that makes art would be like cool upload your art here and receive a royalty payment or receive a royalty id token that is then redeemed um whenever the whole thing makes money well, I could just go up there and just upload a bunch of slightly different images that I didn't even make. I could just scribble onto my MS Paint and upload it as art. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to end up with a generative AI that generates a bunch of crappy art because people were gaming the system to get mm-hmm. paid. So obviously that's not what they would do. But I think he said, you know, he specifically called for um, art unions uh, data unions he data said. yeah data unions because he, he generalized it away from art to all data that is fed into a generative ai right yeah. and, I, and i think that's a more poignant what, what he's trying to get at as much as i hate the word union and what it means what i think he's trying to get at is that it's some entity that ensures the quality of the things that are going in like that's what like if you want to use our collection of things to train your thing you know you would have to pay us yeah for it and but our end of the bargain is this is all work done by actual artists. Like they would, they would still yeah, be not somewhere. Not anyone can be part of this. Yeah. 
Right. And and, it's, and you run against a dangerous thing where you don't want to make an AI, a generative AI that determines what is or isn't art that's going to be used to train another AI that's supposed to create art because you will eventually, I think, reach a point where it's like, oh, this is all samey, mm-hmm. you know? So you still need some human, to, you know, until the AI gets good enough to determine human likability of a thing, which is a thing, by the way, that they're trying to do. It's one of the, arguably the most important things that generative AI can do is figure out whether or not humans like it or not, like X thing or not. Yeah, the problem is whether that's even possible or not, but we'll see. They're working on it either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, that that would be the value. And to be fair to him, I kind of i I think that's not that's a decent enough take. There are way worse takes on how we deal with this, especially from an artist's perspective. Um. What do you think about his idea, or do you think there's a better idea out there about it? And how I don't it... know that I have a better idea off offhand. I'm initially hesitant about it because you know my opinions on copyright and yep. royalties. Um, yep. Do I think that it's unfair that a computer is looking at their work and generating new things? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't like. As a matter of principle, no, I don't think it's unfair. Um, in the same way that, like, okay, if I can go to your website and see these, you know, let's say paintings that you've done um, myself, and that can somehow inspire me to do a work of my own that's in a similar style, like, that's not illegal. I don't owe you royalties if I do that. Right. So why should the computer owe you anything? Um, but why do we, why are you against? I guess, but this goes back to your reasons. Like, why are we against copyright in the first place? Well, that's, that is a whole different topic. Um, but, but but I think it's poignant though. Like, why are you against it? Like, is it principled or an outcome base? Just briefly. I know we talked about it before, but. I don't see legitimate legitimacy in the concept that ideas can be property. Right. Um, so it's a principle thing for you, not a outcomes thing. Right. I mean, I mean, again, yeah. I guess, I guess we can go, we can go into the, the arguments in in principle and practice about why, why I might think that. Um, like in at a at a high level, my my opinion of it is that it is playground logic. You stole my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think plagiarism is wrong. Um. But the, yeah, the the mere idea itself, I think I think it's basically saying it, it's well, okay, it's restricting what people are allowed to do with the information in their own head mm-hmm. because of the source of that information, right? Like, like imagine if I learned about like someone's scientific discovery or whatever, and now mm-hmm. I want to go make an invention based on it, and he says, ah, but it was my idea that this like property even exists so you owe me for it and it's like no i don't actually (laughs) i think that's a more interesting case but i do want to address the more common case because i think that most people who are against or have issues with copyright in general don't see it from a principled perspective they more see it from a practical perspective of i don't i want to encourage people who have an idea or I don't want to discourage people who see what someone else does and then makes a thing out of it um, that improves it. But like you said, plagiarism still wrong, though. Mm-hmm. But 
most people who are in favor of it do have the idea that, yeah, well, we don't want, we want people to still be able to be creative. Well, that all of people were creative for millennia before copyright was even thought of. Right. But also I understand that. And I'm not trying to get into the, I'm, I'm, I know yeah. that, but I'm saying like, <laughs> this is the practical people who think this yeah. way, but that all is all done in the idea of a person stealing quote unquote, your idea or improving on your idea. This is not a peep. This is not a person. These mm-hmm. are not people. And it's not even being used for art at all. It's being used as data to feed something else that could. Well, it is people. It's the it. people who made the AI, right? Well, that's fair. They but are the ones who are choosing to feed it with the stuff. Yeah, sure. But again, the people who have the problem with, oh, you stole my idea. Well, you know what? I didn't need to steal your idea. I have a machine that prints ideas that are better than your ideas anyway. Mm-hmm. But I need your ideas because I need to feed the machine to get it started. Mm-hmm. At some point, we won't need to feed the machine anymore. Right. So this is transient. This is a transient problem. Yeah. Um, and for those who are of the opinion of, well, we need to protect the artists making their money, you're only going to make it worse if you try to do that because all that you're going to end up with, protect them from what? You know, like... Oh, I have a really good idea. I should be able to make money on it. Yeah, well, that's seems great and all, but when you have the idea printing machine, you know, it's going to come up with ideas too that are already it's going to make more money and it can always make better ideas than you anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, what are you really protecting them from? And I think that's part of, you know, that mentality is is that oh, I don't want another human to steal it. Well, the human didn't. Like really. It really didn't because it didn't yeah. just take your you idea did, and spit it back yeah, out. Yeah, it's that you did a thing and someone else is benefiting from it and you're mad that you're not also benefiting from it. Yeah, it's like me having the idea of the french fry and getting mad at the other person. Or It's like me inventing the concept of deep frying and then getting mad that someone made more money on french fries than I did on deep fryers. Right. It's like, well, but they had to have my idea to have their idea. It's like, yes. well, that's too bad though. They bought a deep fryer, didn't they? Like, Yeah, you but, got paid for your one deep fryer, yeah. Um, but, but also, well, okay. But then in that case they got paid, but also I disagree with the idea that now, now patents exist, right? So in our society for at least a limited time, someone can legally own the concept of heating up oil and dropping food into it. Um, weirdly. Yes. Yes. Or, well, actually, actually they can't, you actually cannot patent or copyright a process, um, which is interesting. Um, it's very interesting a part of this conversation too um but you can patent the machine that lets you do it um <laughs> how does that work with code though because code is just a definition describing the process yeah so it's a process yes arguably it should not apply but yeah. because it's a written thing and people don't understand what a computer is um, and also a lot of these companies kind of hold it close and also it's not the process that makes it valuable it's the data set that it's trained on that makes it valuable mm-hmm. oh i was just talking about software broadly but yeah oh yeah i'm talking specifically I'm thinking, about so, software AI. broadly should not apply to copyright even under this definition because software literally is just a process but it's written down um yeah but whatever yeah um but but yes I think, yeah, the, the, the concept of compensation rubs me the wrong way. Not 
not the idea of compensation at all, but the, in, in terms of copyright, it's like, I made a thing. Now the world owes me for it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you on the principled stance, Yeah, but I also think that looking at it from the practical, let, let's actually look at what this generative AI stuff would cost from the practical perspective. Mm-hmm. Even if these generative AI companies were legally prohibited for some reason from using all of the collective human endeavors art to make this and they had to go get their own, they would. Right. They would just pay people. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, but they don't have to pay all of you. Like if anything, forming a data union is something you should do for yourself, not for the benefit of, you know, like not for the benefit of all mankind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, you're going to make the process right, of because collecting you're probably the data not going to be one of the lucky artists they hire to feed the thing, right? Yeah. If it was push comes to shove time, they're going. They're not even going to hire the best artists. They're going to hire the most prolific, mm-hmm. which is also different because it changes the definition of like it changes the source set of what the art looks like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that that as far as you of your own volition, it changes the meaning though. It it changes it from being a, I already own all my art, and if you want to get to it, you know. If you want to try to use it, you got to pay me to look, I am accepting that this is going to happen anyway, and I want to help feed it, but I would like to be paid to help. And that's a different conversation, mm-hmm. but it's the same outcome. And so I think under that framing of looking at it, I kind of don't care what the individual thinks about it. It checks out for me, you know, um, and it's what you should do, in my opinion, because like I said, it, your art is not special. As much as that, as much as that hurts to hear for a lot of people, it, it can be special subjectively to certain people, you know? Well, special is subjective. Right. Kind of. Kind of. But it's not... But these data companies don't care about special. They they just care about... They don't even care necessarily about the content of the data they consume. Like, no AI generator data product owner person is going to look at your art and go, okay, yeah, this is the kind of art we want, probably. They're just going to ask, how many terabytes of art do you have? And they're going to bulk prorate it down and say, well, I assume that if, you know, you know, if, with enough stuff being shoved in here, some of it's going to be decent and it's not worth the time to go through and vet it. Just buy it and buy it in bulk and shove it in the system because that's what you actually need. You need volume. You don't need quality. As weird as that sounds, the machine can actually increase in its quality over time being trained in a different way. As long as it understands and has access to enough information to begin the process, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think a solution is still better, more, more better thought out. I guess. Um, and I think that it is a a possible way forward. And but it would, in my mind, is, and I'm not a super stickler about this because at the end of the day, it's like your reasons for doing something kind of are irrelevant to me most of the time, as long as you practically do the thing that I'm looking for you to do or not do in a lot of cases. But, um, you know, like my fry cook, I don't care if he's doing it to feed his family or doing it to buy a motorcycle on the weekend. I really don't care as long as I get a decent burger, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I mean by that. Um, but where's I going with this? Oh, is, but as long as I think it would be nice if people looked at it for the right reason, but at the same time, it's like that we'll still get the outcome that we want ultimately, or the outcome that is inevitable anyway, which is these these they're going to exist and generate a bunch of art that you can't. And that's the other thing too is like you can't really I don't think trace back to when, 
like is that a thing you can do is trace what art was considered like when you were when you have a generative ai can you actually figure out what piece of the source data was utilized to generate an output no yeah so that's kind of moot yeah it, it all gets absorbed into the noise of a neural network right um or, or whatever other statistical model it's using right yeah um yeah no there's no way to trace it back yeah i think that would be the ideal case for from the artist's perspective of i want to see i want to own nodes in the grid and then when my node gets activated yeah <laughs> well yeah and then whenever that node in the neural net gets activated yeah. in consideration i get paid but no yeah you don't even own a node in the neural net you own one arithmetic operation to that node somewhere in the training <laughs> process right so somewhere when your thing got considered, it altered the weights of these few nodes by this much. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That that would be an interesting thought experiment to see if you could create a mapper for that to see how much influence each thing had on the overall ending weights of the trained thing. Oh, God, that, that hurts my actually, brain. It's not about. even that though. It's it actually didn't even do that. Your training your training image did not even go in and then change some weights. Your tr your training image was considered by the checker, right? Yeah. And that determined which one of that generation of the thing got to go forward and whatever weights it happened to have differently. So, like, the, the weights that were there were actually random, right? Were a yeah. random deviation of something else that came before it. Um, And then your work influenced which one got to go forward with its weights that it had but it, it you actually can't even trace it to which thing because yeah. it's just a random deviation yeah and arguably as long as your piece was in the data set on of the checker it it was used every time so it's equally yes. weighted with everything right. else yeah arguably. literally every single thing that this thing generates is somehow influenced by your work yeah or you you can't meaningfully separate your work from its results right um so yeah i i think i think at the end of the day you would have to go back to the if you were going to do the data union thing it would be okay well mine was one of 10 trillion pieces of art that were used in this consideration so i guess i now i would like to be paid my one ten millionth fraction or my my one ten millionth times number of pieces of art i put into this but even then you're kind of also optimizing again for prolificness which a lot of artists balk at they hate that you know um, right it's literally quantity over quality yeah right um so i don't know it, it it's an interesting problem and i i can feel that there are going to be a lot of people who are more creative and artistry types that don't like it but i mean that's also kind of how it already is though uh the analogy that was used in the video is that each piece of art is like a lottery ticket you might make it big but you probably won't um that's already how it is you know mm-hmm except that there are going to be way more lottery tickets because they can be printed all the time by a machine that's faster than pr at printing them than you are. Um, and you'll just have to go around doing it because you feel like it and do it for yourself, you know? Um, and I think ultimately that kind of contributes to this idea of like what the human crisis is probably going to be around AI is what do we do now? Um, Cause that's, that's the gut feeling I got when I saw GitHub Copilot. Like I imagined a world in which, most like 95% of the code got written and I just had to fix two lines. It's like, I have all this time now. Like, what am I good for? Like, what do I do? You know, how do I establish my value? And 
ultimately that's i think the same problem that's always faced humanity which is like well you already could do anything with your time but you choose to do certain things the values that drive your decision are already outside of yourself and they're just going to change so you will end up doing something else probably well you have to or you won't exist Mm -hmm. and so you'll just have to change why you do things just like you you know and you will because you changed them from nothing originally when you didn't exist so right yeah it it's an interesting problem i think i just you know i a part of me feels bad for the artist and i think i kind of want to go back to the the original thought because a lot of people kind of held out that yeah but art's going to be the last bastion of humanity we were we're all going to end up as artists and craftsmen and all the sucky work's going to be done by the bots when it's kind of funny to watch you know the opposite happen the opposite happen because it turns out coming up with stuff that people like to look at is actually easier than driving or something like that (laughs) Yeah, well, and it's also, I mean, by its very nature, there already are a ton of failures out there. Mm -hmm. Like, how many books have been written, nice and neatly preserved data points that didn't work? To contrast against the one or the handful that did. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have, we don't have all the data for all the car crashes that ever happened out of all the times the car got to where it needed to go yet because we haven't needed to write that down for anyone to review later. That's just wasn't important to us. Right. But we have done that for things we did want to look at and things we did want to read about or listen to. Yeah. It's been nicely preserved and easy to recall formats. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oop. Yep. Oopy. Yeah. It turns out that art and the things that we thought would come last is actually just the biggest data set we have. Yeah. Yep. Awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that how 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 was where I'm looking for here? How uh and this is a dangerous question. How quickly do you think that um certain things will become irrelevant? Like the human endeavor to create a thing will become irrelevant. The human endeavor to create a thing? Like how soon until like we actually do see the working artists disappear? Like how quickly do they diminish out of the mm. society? If you had to guess. I don't know. Uh, I think it remains to be seen what factors will keep them around for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like I, I want to say like, it's going to at least require that, everyone alive who appreciates arts today will be dead right um yeah. but that may not be true um but but the, i think there is definitely an aspect of there's going to be people like a lot of people that are around today who just won't like ai generated art because they know it's ai generated right mm-hmm. um and they will you know they'll they'll seek out human art anyway but well and, and also like hmm. in in what form like yeah so for working artists, it's, yeah, that's the the biggest group. And you know, when it comes to like commissioned stuff for businesses and things like that, that's going to go very fast. Um, I could see it in the next decade or so. Yeah, that that computers can be doing all of that. Stuff. I mean, peek behind the wire. Um, at my job, that that is a thing that we've been dealing with right now is generating a bunch of marketing materials, and I may or may not have pulled up 
certain things and just plugged in some prompts and generated a bunch and got a lot of head shakes and nods from people at the company like oh yeah these are great i'm glad you put these together i'm like mm, me too <laughs> you know what i mean like because it's fast and it's already there mm -hmm. and it's like oh you misspelled some words it's like oh oop you know let me fix that real quick <laughs> yeah i think it's going to go so shockingly fast mm -hmm. um I think for the artist who's collecting the commission right now from the... Because that's another thing that's kind of appeared in the recent past. I say that. Re-emerged. It's been a thing. Um, back before you could photocopy and cameras were great, it was actually not that unattainable to have a portrait made. That was a thing that people would do. Even, right, like pay an artist to paint you a portrait. Yeah. Right. And it was not just a thing that the super wealthy did either. Like, obviously they did it. But, like, you could be a middling so-and-so and still afford it because i mean well it's not that expensive to actually do right right and paint does, is not that expensive canvas is not that expensive and it takes a little time but not that long like maybe a week tops for a good high quality one yeah it depends yeah it also depends on how much detail you want and do you just want the face or do you want the full body <clears throat> right yeah um so this was a thing that happened for a long time then printing came out and it went away and but now it's kind of come back as people have adjusted to the internet in a weird way of well actually it it's always existed in one way the cartooning has existed for a long time you mm -hmm. go to the carnival and there's a guy a sketch art a, a talented artist talented working artist who would sit there and make a cartoon of you relatively quickly mm -hmm. um the digital version of this exists as people realize that they don't want to use their real persona on the internet um, so they will commission, or maybe they don't like their real persona, so they'll commission an artist to make something for them that they want to see. Mm -hmm. That is a thing that has kind of come up, especially now that the tools exist to make it easier to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think, I feel bad for the people that are like, yeah, it, we're entering a new renaissance, of, and here comes the, the bot that's just going <laughs> to make all that a thing. Because literally, like, I could just type a sentence of what I want to see in and then be presented with hundreds of options that are just continuously generated. And it's like, do you like this one? Do you like this one? Do you like this one? Whereas if you went and commissioned one, it, you here's what you got. Right. You already paid for it. Yeah. Pay me though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like those folks who decided to get back into art and realize that, oh, I can make a Patreon or whatever and sell portraits and that could be my living. Lol. Lol. Oops. Rip. Uh, that's going to go to, by the way. Um, but even then, half the people that do that don't do it just because they want a portrait. They do it to support that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that there will still be a lot of that going on. And that'll be, I think, the primary form you see the working artists remain is... but People who just like it because they like it. Yeah. Well, not the working artist. People people who pay for it because they want it to be done by you, specifically mm -hmm. the person. So you better be popular because anybody who just needs a picture made ain't going to find you. And anybody who's getting pictures made already has people they like. Mm -hmm. And they, more people you have that you like that can do the thing, the less likely you are to want to go find someone else to do it. So I think that's going to have, that's going to have to be kind of how they survive, I guess, throughout the, this generation until this generation of people finally die off, you know? So, I mean, I would say that you'll see a, like an exponential decline. Like it'll be a very rapid decline um over like a decade like you said and then for the subsequent decades it'll be a trickle off after that mm -hmm. so you know rip brother <laughs> um do you think that there will be any good resistance to this like say people do form their like 
data unions or whatever, do you mm-hmm. think that that would pers- like extend the lifetime of the working artist at all? No, I don't I either. It might just make, give them a few more pennies. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's going to slow down technology. No, well, I don't even mean slow it down. I mean like slow, like people who now work to make art for that, the data union. Like, how long do you think the data union exists before the AI companies like we have plenty of data now, we're good, and shut the tap off? Yeah, I, I don't think we're very far away from having enough. Yeah, yeah, we may already have enough. We don't know. That's the yeah. point. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. I do think one of the things that's going to be interesting to see is how, because trends have existed in art so much so that we can name certain styles and uh, there's kind of eras of art in which like, oh, cubism became real popular around this time and it's kind of trickled off and then, you know, realism and then surrealism and like we, mm-hmm. we name them and there are art historians out here there who are like, finally happy they're able to use their education for something useful uh who could tell me about it um it'll be interesting to see if that continues though like with these generators well, it it is very possible so i was i was watching a uh, a video recently um about like things in things in american culture that have appeared recently that are likely to stick around for a long time um like in in the in the the meme pool the zeitgeist yes <laughs> um and one of them was the look of today's ai generated art because it has a distinct character to it an uncanniness um, almost yes and so even even as generative ai gets much better at producing art that does not look uncanny it will stick around in the minds of people for a while that oh ai art looks weird yeah and you can tell that it's ai art even when they can't they'll still think they can right that's kind of pernicious almost Mm -hmm. maybe it's the wrong word but like that's kind of funny to think about Mm -hmm. it's like i remember the first time i heard a deep fake mm-hmm I was like, that's clearly grating and awful. Right. I can tell that something is very wrong with this. Yeah. But the thing is, is I wouldn't know if I've heard something that's deep fake so good. I couldn't tell the difference because I can't You literally couldn't by definition. Yeah. yeah. Unless someone told me. Right. Um, in fact. And I've heard some convincing ones before. Yeah. I, well, and okay. So I actually, I caught a video this week. One of my, okay i have a couple youtube channels i watch that i watch because i want to let my brain be stupid for a bit i'll be honest like it's (laughs) like yeah this is this is you know good fun um there was a guy playing one of those whodunit games and uh one of his friends had a real time deep faker which i thought was super interesting and the real time version of the deep faker was just as good as the pre-recorded rendered deep fakers of like a few years ago that i listened to Mm -hmm. and i was like wow if we can do this live man the pre-recorded stuff must be a lot better like that was the only way i knew about how good the pre-recorded stuff must be but not because i've heard it in a while but because the real-time version was like scarily good Mm -hmm. you know um and funny uh yeah it, it is interesting um similar i think another similar thing to that is uh ai generated faces so there's a there's a really good use of this technology when you need to 
when you need a likeness that isn't because mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't look like anyone because the person doesn't exist it's a constructed likeness mm-hmm. right um and it was a it was a guy talking about how people can tell the difference between constructed likenesses and likenesses mm-hmm. i don't know well okay according to some research done like they're they are better at it than people would have would have thought um they, they better d- better than random chance yeah surprisingly better like 75 percent of the time they can tell interesting yeah it's it is interesting because they're they're really good they're really convincing but it's people can't describe why they think it's fake they just think it is It's just weird yeah yeah you're the neural net that you've been constructing in your head well that evolution's been constructing in the human brain has been doing this for a long time and is pretty good at figuring out what is or isn't a face but it was surprising about it is that we're also really good at seeing faces when there aren't one. Right. Like think about cartoons that just look anything but realistic, but we can see faces in them easily. Right. And then things that aren't even supposed to represent a face, but still kind of look like one, like your wall outlet. It right. kind of looks like a face. <laughs> a very upset, kind of shocked a face. very distressed face. Yes. Yeah. A shocking face. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like Mother Teresa and a piece of toast. But anyway, uh, <laughs> But no, it was it was interesting to to hear that. But at the same time, it's like the only reason they know that though is because they could run tests on it. And mm-hmm. there's also a the other weird thing about it, and I think it's going to be a knock on effect of this. And this is kind of related to the art, but or more just I guess the AI generated stuff. And we'll get off this tangent. It caused people noticeable distress. Like, not only could they tell that it wasn't a person that was real or there was something wrong with it but it like upset them it upset them and i was like man imagine if we started running television ads and billboards with a bunch of likeness people and everyone just got upset all the time that would have a weird effect on a population Mm. you know what i mean Mm. wouldn't that be weird there's your dystopian novel yeah concept your writing prompt enjoy yes you get on r slash writing prompts and put that out there. Yes. See what people come up with and see how many people go plug that into chat GPT3 and give me the And give you the novel. <laughs> give me the novel. <laughs> this is a uh, AI gone wrong generated novel generated by an AI. So meta. You're welcome. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, that so I think it's, it's possible for there to be like changing, you know, so-called ages or periods of ai art as well that that right now we have the uncanny it's not good enough yet age um and i think also okay it depends you know so even if the underlying neural net generating it doesn't change which it will but even if it didn't um people's preferences are still going to evolve over time so the things that we ask for are going to be different and that's going to change things and create distinct periods as well yeah, I think if anything, that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about is machines we found out are actually really good at showing us what we think we want. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yes. It's what we think we want. Yes. So what happens when you're in a world where all the art is what we think we want, but it isn't what we actually want? Because that, how often does that happen where... Mm-hmm. like. I don't know about you, but I occasionally will go on adventures in the music space and I'll start just listening to a bunch of random stuff. And you know what? There's a lot of crappy music out there. Yes, there is. But the feeling you get when you stumble upon something like, oh, this just scratches that itch that I wanted. But I could, I would have no way of searching for this. You know, 
-hmm. what happens when all the music being made is being made because the only thing the machine has to go on is what you think you want yes how long until we cross the final rubicon of it actually knows what i want more than i do Mm -hmm. which is a scarier reality to be in because it's like no you actually do want this and how can it know and how and also people's gut well it's going to be transparent to you though right because you're just going to have it on you know a random selection and it's going to play something and you're gonna be like oh yeah this is pretty good but like imagine the first person who is born and never hears the same song twice Mm. because there's always something that you want that's different and while you might want to go back and listen to something again you're just lost in the sea of noise and you're not that upset about it because oh well here's something better or just as good and your memory fades Mm -hmm. you know it's like searching for something on reddit that you saw one time it's gone sorry well that's just because reddit search algorithm is utter crap but but see it's not it's actually really good at never showing you the same thing twice no it's just crap. <laughs> it's just crap. <laughs> AI generated never show you the same thing twice yeah, can we technology. Replace Reddit search algorithm with an AI. Yeah. Please. You know, that would actually be a really interesting AI to look at is because Reddit is really good. It's like a human neural network almost because of how it works. Yeah. It actually it, it is that. Yes. Um it it's just brain. not a computer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bunch of nodes that are people making decisions and right. updooting and downvoting things. <laughs> Sorry, it's, 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 it, they're updoots now. I don't, they're, I don't it's care. canon. It's canon. Yeah, and they're orange. But um, remember that whole thing? People were bo- so bored they had to argue about what color the upvote and downvote button was. No, I don't remember this. You don't remember that? Oh, uh, that was like a month of people arguing about whether it's red or it's orange. Anyway, that's it's not orange. important. Um, obviously, I, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know how many times I broke out the hex color picker and was like, no, <laughs> and had to go prove it. Yeah. Because people didn't know you could just do that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's whatever. People are dumb. Um, yeah, they are that. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's... <sighs> it's new territory. People are going to be upset and scared. But I also feel like, like with most things with technology, people will blindly accept it and be happy with it. And then we'll find the problems out later. And then people will be outraged. And then the problem will magically solve itself. And then people will stop being outraged about it. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? All I know is if you're one of those people out there shaking your head and complaining about this and want human artists to continue, well, I challenge you to think about the last time you actually paid for some art and asked you to stop being a hypocrite. So mm-hmm. there you go. Get out there and support your local artist. But, you know, actually go do it. Because we don't may not just cheer for them. Yeah, don't just cheer for them. Guess what? No one cares about your cheers money. Go buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it might be painful and sucky to hear. But and we won't know. That's the other thing. We won't know if you do. We won't know if you go pay for it, but you will. You get to go to sleep and night and think about it so (sighs) philosophers philosophers if you like the music in this episode please check out jippy on bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com philosophers is supported by viewers like you if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.